Today on Inbound Influencers, we have a special guest. We have Dan Tyre. He's a sales director of HubSpot. Thanks for joining us, Dan. Mark, nice to be with you. That's great. Now, I really appreciate you. I know how busy you are at the minute. So again, thank you. Let's kick straight off, Dan. I know time's of the essence. So um, let's, let's um, find out a little bit more about you. What's your story, Dan? And how did you end up at HubSpot? All right. So um, I am the luckiest guy in the world. I uh, have been married for 28 years. I got two beautiful kids. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, here in the United States. And um, I was employee number six at HubSpot, right? I've done five startups. My first startup went to a billion and a half dollars right out of college. My second startup got bought out by a Phoenix-based company. My third startup went bankrupt, which taught me business planning and humility. My fourth startup got bought out by Microsoft and HubSpot's my fifth. And uh, I had worked with Brian Halligan, the CEO, at uh, my fourth startup, and he was vice president of sales. And when Microsoft bought Groove, he went to MIT. Uh, I went to um, work for Microsoft. And uh, when he decided to start HubSpot with Darmesh, he gave me a call and said, uh, we're starting this new company. I want you to be part of the startup team. Absolutely Isn't that cool? I know. I know. I know. So I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, and he calls me up and uh, I said, uh, I can't move. I've got two kids. And he's like, no worries. We'll figure it out. It's 2007. We can do it uh, remotely. And in fact, uh, it, it's been, I spent seven years commuting every other week to, uh, to Cambridge, but it was a boatload of fun. And uh, obviously the whole inbound revolution has been amazing to see from the early stages. Ah, it's absolutely fantastic. I like the humility uh, section you put in there through, through fail, failing forward. Um, oh, my yeah. Yes. Uh, a it, lot of failure. Yeah. In fact, a lot of times when I'm speaking, people say, all right, that's, you know, that's the headlines, right? But in um, the twists and turns of all the stuff that uh, I've done, there's tons of times when um, things didn't quite work out, right? Within HubSpot in certain programs and um, before that. And so um, I'm like any other human being, right? And it's an important concept because we see on social media all the good things that people do. We see all of the highlights. Sometimes we uh, don't necessarily get the texture and the challenges and the problems that we see that are part of everyday business. Absolutely fantastic. Really good. What I'd like to touch on today, uh, Dan, is our audience and listeners are marketing professionals. So I know you, um, a part of what you do is uh, the deal with the alignment of the sales and marketing teams. Obviously, the business has changed completely in the last 20 years. Can you give us a little bit of a, a background about what you do with alignment? Yes. Yeah, so it's uh, not sales. It's not marketing. It's schmarketing. Say that, Mark. Say that term. Schmarketing. Schmarketing. You got to use the back here for it. Schmarketing. Yeah, you're getting it. Great. Uh, yeah, I invented that term in 2007 with the CMO of HubSpot. And what we were trying to um, convey is that uh, sales and marketing in separate silos has uh, been around for like 50 years. It's a holdover from like the 1980s or something. Right. And in today's world, that alignment becomes super important, right? Because marketing is more important than ever. In fact, uh, I was doing a public presentation yesterday and from the stage, I said, uh, how many CEOs in the audience? And there was like 20 percent. I said, if uh, you have more than 10 people in your sales organization, you should go back to your office and fire the two least productive salespeople, give all the money to marketing. And some lady was standing up there. Now, that's great. I go, they're not going to make it anyway. They're not going to hit their quota. They're not taking it seriously. There's somebody cousin or something like that. That's the only reason they're there. And they're not really adding value. I go, marketing people, if you're not practicing inbound marketing, you've got to take a good look at uh, your organization. 
because your database will atrophy 22 to 27% per year. And unless you're getting the net new leads that you get with inbound marketing, it's going to be very, very hard. And I said, salespeople, if you're not getting inbound leads, quit, right? Oh my goodness, inbound leads will change your life. If you're doing cold calling, and I asked from the stage, how many people are doing cold calling? Yesterday, the first time, a guy in the front row raised his hand. And it turned out he wasn't really doing cold calling. He was doing warm calling. But usually, it's the guys in the back of the audience who say, no, no I do a little cold calling. And I'm like, uh, does that make sense? And they're going, not really, but I don't have any other choice. What am I going to do? I got to hit my quota, right? And the whole idea is now marketing is more important than sales. If marketing can bring those leads into the website and give them to the salespeople, you're going to have a much better outcome. Yeah, I totally agree, Dan. Some challenges we've had is we've got some fantastic clients with a fantastic sales team. A lot of these guys have been in the game 20 to 30 years, and it's just getting their mindset to change from the outbound market to inbound. What challenges have you seen? So they're typically male. They're typically 40, 50, 60 years old. They got their hands crossed. They've got a real, a real issue, which is they want to make sure they're responsible for hitting their number, right? And so they don't want to change. They don't quite trust the new way of marketing managed leads. Sometimes they want to uh, talk uh, to everybody and call all the leads, right? In most cases, we can make the, um, after uh, running the analytics for uh, a few months, you can make the intelligent decision that it's better off not talking to those folks because it's somewhat of a waste of time for your salespeople. Right. But uh, you can also start grading leads so that you can see the efficacy of your salespeople and whether they're closing uh, SQLs and MQLs. The suggestions I give to marketing people when they're trying to align with sales is to bring free gifts. Right. And so sometimes that's HubSpot CRM. Sometimes it's HubSpot Sales Pro. Sometimes it's the growth bot. Right. The artificial intelligence that uh, HubSpot has created and put it out. Sometimes it's the inbound sales certification right, which is a free certification by HubSpot that um, provides a understanding of the philosophy of why you should be uh, helping. It will teach people how to uh, manage like the new ways of uh, engagement in, in the 21st century. There's uh, typically going to be a little bit of, um, of friction there, but anytime a marketer goes to a, uh, a salesperson and says, what's your quota? I asked yesterday how many marketers knew what their sales team's quota was. It was a very small percent. And uh, if you go and say, I want to help you uh, um, kind of um, meet or exceed your quota, that's a very, very powerful statement. And then saying to do that, we need to understand a little bit about what, the, uh, what your number is in revenue, what the number of new customers you need, and then the subsequent number of um, leads, MQLs, and SQLs, marketing qualified leads, sales qualified leads to meet that. But um, if you go to a sales executive and say, oh, no, I'm going to help you hit your uh, number, that's usually a very positive message that's very well received. Okay, I, I love the idea of the free gift. Yeah, that, that's definitely, definitely something that we can advise. So go there, set that up, prove it works. So show, don't tell. Get that yeah. work in and then, yeah. and then go for it. That's great. Who should, who should take the leading role, the marketeer or the salesperson? That, uh, it's usually the marketer, right? The whole idea now is it's all about the customer experience, right? And when I go out, I was doing a call here this morning and um, asked the prospect, uh, more competition or less in 2017? And he's going, oh my goodness, so much more. I go, do you think that will change in the next two years? He goes, it will accelerate, right? We see more and more companies popping up. 
And I go, do you see any specific competitors emerging online? He goes, I have two. And he had their names and he was kind of tracking them. And so um, the key differential in uh, 2017 is uh, not necessarily your product or service. It's the effect of your customer experience. Right. And so that requires that your marketing people have the right uh, statistic. Your salespeople have the right information. Right. Mark, you're familiar with lead intelligence in uh, UBSPOT where a salesperson can see the time somebody's come to a website, what pages they have, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. We've got all this rigged up and we've done it for our customers as well. So fully and, aware of that, Dan. And can you imagine yeah. a salesperson that doesn't have lead intelligence? It's, uh, yes, it's crazy. it's crazy. So this guy, I know this, this marketer was super smart. He said, I need to bring lead intelligence to my sales organization. He said today they only know one thing about the lead. That's where it came from, which aggregated site. They don't know what the person is interested in. They don't know their background, how many times they've been to the website. I go, that's like selling with duct tape over your mouth. Yeah. Right. There's just no way that you can be effective unless you have that deep data information. And of course, 10 years ago, it didn't exist. In 2017, it's there and required to and, um, for people to uh, to utilize. Yeah, great. And I suppose it's, it's educating these people as well. I know you've got a lot, a lot of um, educational courses on HubSpot at the minute as well. So it's pointing in the direction to try and educate these uh, salespeople. But super smart that uh, HubSpot Academy, Mark yeah. Killen's HubSpot Academy, and it's a very uh, effective resource. The inbound sales, um, everybody asks me, all right, well, I've got a little bit of friction with sales. How do I kind of break it? And so first of all, I suggest that relationship uh, with the uh, sales executive. The next thing that I suggest is pick one or two salespeople who would be um, – uh, who, who would kind of buy in? Who would be a little bit more wired, a little bit more interested in helping create content, a little bit more interested in um, going after um, like uh, the new way of working together, sales and marketing alignment. And in those kind of scenarios, uh, if you can pick two and then you can show the benefit, then it would go a long way towards um, gaining alignment and showing uh, efficacy and making sure that uh, people get on board. Yeah, fantastic. I've got a question in here. You kind of answered that. I put, is cold calling dead? Outbound marketing, is it dead? I suppose. Uh, uh, <laughs> outbound is not dead. And okay. uh, uh, my role at uh, HubSpot. Now, cold calling is different than warm calling, right? right. And I actually teach a class, um, including to um, Caroline and uh, other uh, HubSpot agency partners, about the importance of what we call identify and connect. Yes. And the importance of identify is that uh, you just can't call anybody. Right? You have to call a right fit customer. So if you call and say, I'm an inbound agency, there's uh, kind of one thing that goes on. If you call and say, I'm an inbound agency working with construction companies that have at least 10 to 30 employees that have 3 million turnover, that's growing 25% a year. So uh, the, the, yeah. the reality is the, yeah. the narrower the niche, the narrower the niche, yeah. The better it's going to be for um, the acceptance of your message. We call it an agency positioning statement. Okay. Right. And uh, many people think I want a broad target market that I go after. But in 2017, with all of that competition, a more succinct target market that shows more specificity in regard to who you're trying to help will yield a better result. So you can say, hey, we work with inbound, or you can say, we work with inbound in the construction industry with companies that have at least 10 employees that are growing 25% a year that uh, want to uh, leverage their website. 
And that latter option, if that's the target market, you're talking to somebody in that target market, that person will have a better um, uh, feeling about that relationship and be more receptive to your uh, product. Uh, I totally agree, Dan. That's a shift we made probably seven months ago. We was kind of a, a jack of all. We did the SEO, PPC design. We are full on 100% inbound HubSpot agency now. We made that shift. And since doing that, we've, uh, we've accelerated. So that, that proves your theory with us anyway. So yeah, so that's great. Thank you. Are you okay for time, Dan? Or I got about two more minutes, if that's all right, Mark. Yeah, that's great. Any more tips? Any more um, advice for our viewers, marketeers out there? Anything else? Yes. So, so it's a very real thing. Marketers always um, led the charge, right? In 2007, all of the marketers that we talk with, uh, they may not have moved on inbound marketing, although that would have been a mistake, but they definitely understood it, and they wanted to find different ways to do it. Right, so marketing leads the charge. Over the next uh, two years, three years, five years, more and more salespeople will get involved, and then it will permeate through the entire organization. Right, the ability to go through and um, have the entire organization oriented towards inbound is a huge competitive advantage. That customer experience is what uh, differentiates whether people are going to um, work with you or not. And so that's what you really have to build, that understanding that it's going to be an exceptional customer experience from the very, very beginning. And sometimes you have to establish a relationship years before somebody starts paying you money. And that's just the way you have to do it in the 21st Brilliant, Dan. I've got a sort of a question, something we're discussing internally. With uh, Awareness Stage, someone's gone onto our website or a client's website, they've downloaded an ebook and gone into a nurture sequence. Should yep. sales ring them straight away or should we just leave them? Is that a cold lead or a warm lead? It's very good. It's a great question. It depends on uh, your lead volume, right? Okay. I'm okay with salespeople calling those leads, but they can only ask two questions. For the first question is, how are you doing today, Mark? Right? In a very friendly way. And the second thing is, what were you looking for help with? Or how can I help you? Right? Those are very innocuous questions that greatly accelerate the relationship on a connect call you never qualify, you're never harsh, right? You are leveraging that relationship and you wanna spend five to seven minutes to um, professionally um, position you and your company as a way that is a resource to help people solve their problems. So I'm okay uh, for people uh, calling those top of the funnel leads if they want to. They just have to be very, very respectful of the way they engage. Brilliant, great. Where do the listeners get the free CRM and the learning material you talk about? Yeah. Where, where do they yeah. go to? Yeah, so uh, just Google HubSpot CRM and boom, it's right there. Or um, for the uh, Mar uh, Academy, it's um, inside, uh, inbound sales um, certification. Inbound sales certification HubSpot and you'll have access to all that information. And it's all free. Okay, that's it's brilliant. All and no charge. All right, Mark, very nice to make your acquaintance. Thank you. Take care. Happy to help. Keep going. Bye. Bye-bye. Take care.